You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise to ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. Oh my God, Chloe, you're 30. Tell us everything. (laughs) That looked wild. (laughs) It was definitely wild, that's for sure. Um, We started it uh, in Palm Springs um, on last Wednesday um, with a bunch of our friends and we we spent the day or the the few days there in the lead up to my birthday and that was amazing. We ate, we drank, we partied and carried on, sat in the pool all day, drunk cocktails. And then we flew from, um, I actually woke up on my 30th feeling a little bit hungover. Um, And I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to back this up and get through (laughs) this day? There's 40 people coming out to meet us in Vegas. And I didn't actually know anything that Paul had planned um, apart from him having the show. So we, we drove to the airport at Palm Springs, jumped on a flight, which was just like Struggle Street, got to the hotel and I then um, got on a little Zoom call with all the girls, which was like, which was, we had, I had, I think what time, Elodie, I got to the, I got to the the hotel room at like 10 past two and Paul started playing in Marquee um, in Vegas at the pool party at three. So I literally had what, like 40 minutes to, have the call with the girls, got ready. I was, I, I literally got ready on the Zoom call, mm. which was pretty funny. Doing my makeup, looking at my little tiny square on the screen, not in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, and then we, everyone arrived. It was a white party. We went um, and hung out, obviously down by the pool when Paul played. If, once we had a few drinks, I kind of feel like I, I came back, but it was definitely a hair of the dog. I was feeling shady as fuck. And then after that, we Paul finished at five, and we we had like this room at the hotel, which he had um done up, um with like balloons and streamers, and I had like a donut um tower um for my cake, and then yeah, so we all had like an hour between the pool and this party bus that Paul had um, organized, and I actually didn't know where we were going. And I kind of should have known because obviously our friends Jackie and Billy own Thunder from Down Under in Vegas, but it honestly did not even slip my mind for one second that we were going there. And when we pulled up, I was just like, uh, firstly, we got on the bus and I did karaoke and I've got the worst voice ever. I sung Believe, our song by Cher. Oh, my um, God. Cher. So, um, so I sung that on the bus. I basically killed everyone's ears and then... When we got out, I was just like, oh, my God, here we go. I just knew where it was going. And when, when we got in, basically, yeah, there was like 45 of us and they're like, right, boys up the back, girls, you're with me, Chloe, you're sitting here. And I was, and I knew straight away I was like, this isn't going to end well for me here. I just oh, know it. Gosh. I was just like, Jackie, I know she's she's up to something. And then the boys came on the stage and everyone was losing their shit. It was so, so funny. Like none of the girls that were there with us either have seen that show before. Like you've seen it when we went to Vegas, mm. what, 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And so none of them even knew what to expect and people would like I've never seen these girls laugh so much in my life. Like one of the girls texted me yesterday. She goes, I literally have not laughed that hard in years and and you could hear the boys up the back anyway so the first like they do their first like group dance and then the next the next thing is they bring that double bed onto the stage and I I just was like "Uh uh-oh this is this here this is me and they literally like came down and pulled me up on the stage and it was like the guy with the long hair like the Tarzan dude I did a dance and that was funny. And then I kind of thought I was like, okay, cool. I, that was that was good. Gita got pulled up on the stage um, oh, after me. And, you know, they pull three girls up and they make them do their best orgasm. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Do you remember how awkward it was when we were there watching that? It was so oh, my. So Gita's like, I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. I was like, get up right now. So she got pulled up on the stage. And 
she kind of got her way out of it. She didn't, the first girl did an orgasm, then she kind of had her hair in like this big, long, um, it's a chick in like Tomb Raider with like a big plait mm. and she was just like flicking her hair around and twerking. So she kind of got out of the orgasm bit because that, <laughs> Chris, her husband was at the back. He was like, fuck, where is this going to go? And then the show kept on going on. And in the end, they were like, okay, Chloe, you're going to come back up on the stage. And I was like, that's no, like I've already been up. Like I think that other people in the crowd at that point were like, who is this chick? Why is she getting favourite? Like why is she the favourite? Why has she been up on stage twice already? Anyway, so I'm sitting on the chair and I hear Believe by Cher comes on and I was just like, oh, my God. But at that point I still didn't realise that it was Paul. And it wasn't until maybe like 10, 15 seconds in when he came into my eyesight and I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, he didn't know that like they set him up as well and no one in the crowd knew that he was doing that. It was only like a few minutes before it happened. Someone, one of the the stage managers came down and grabbed him. They're like, you with me now. And so they kind of pulled him out the back and he's like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? And they're like, you're going on. This is your time to shine. And then he's like, he's like, what do I what do I do? And they're just like, get out there, do your stuff. So yeah, that's when he came out and oh we I honestly I have not laughed that hard. Like it was so, so fun. And everyone when we left literally just it far like we were everyone was speechless. It was just so, so good. And then we yeah, we got back in the bus and went down to Fremont Street to a bar but my night went south pretty quick as soon as I got on the bus I think it was because I got thrown around a few times on the stage but yeah I had a bit of a spew um which I don't usually do um but everyone everyone else had fun at the bar and then we we went back to the Cosmo and then went back to the hotel and partied on but yeah definitely waking up um the day after my birthday the hangover hurt it really really hurts more when you're 30. I don't know why. It's different. It definitely, (laughs) like, I think it's like three days later and I'm still recovering. Like, I went to the, like, the health food shop. (laughs) It's like, straight to health. Went there. I was like, my stomach is so bad. Like, I need, what can I do? And I went and bought all the, like, charcoal tablets, charcoal lemonade, ginger tablets, peppermint tablets. I'm like, can you fix me? And then now we literally woke up on the Monday morning and we are currently in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, what so, the hell? What a whirlwind. Yeah, so it was definitely, it all just like merged into one big day, but God, it was just like definitely a 30th to remember. Had had the best time. That's why I was like, I didn't really use my phone that much. It was pretty much, I was muted the whole weekend because I was just having too much fun and then trying to catch up. I had so many text messages and calls and I don't. I haven't really gotten back to many people yet because it's just been like hectic. Um, week. And we're we're just in Ibiza now for nine days. Paul's actually playing Creamfields in the UK this weekend. Um, but we, I decided to stay. I'm going to stay here the whole time. So he's just going to quickly fly out for the day and then um, on Saturday play the show and then come back. And we will have a few more days here before we go back to the states next week but it's so nice to be back because we obviously were here a few years ago when he had his residency here but last year everything's been shut the night the nightlife isn't actually here at the moment because of obviously COVID so it's just all the day staff I think everything closed by 11 o'clock but yeah it's so nice to be back but I wanted to ask you your Vogue magazine um, that came out the other, the, the, was it like an editorial or something like that? Yeah, it came out like yesterday or the day before, I think. And, um, yeah, it was just like a feature with kind of my story in it, which was just wild. And, um, on Sun on Monday, Lauren and I woke up at the Carlisle and I had a message from our management just saying, oh, the magazine's out. And I'd completely forgotten about it. So we ran down to the um, the news agency and tried to find some and the news agency only had three copies so we bought them all and we were Obviously. just like frothing I was <laughs> screaming I was like ah yay I'm in vogue what the hell like what the hell and then yeah kind of opened it up read the story and I was like what the fuck like why am I even in vogue this is honestly just bizarre 
it was just the weirdest was it just, feeling. Was like, it a two-page thing, like the two pages that you saw? Two-page spread, yeah, with just the big picture of me and then the story, which is amazing. This Remy, Remy Rippon wrote it kind of in first person from me. Like we did this big interview and she kind of oh, just took my words. Oh, that's so and, nice. Oh, she wrote it. She wrote it just so beautifully, but like it's really hard to read. And, Can you um, post that on the Instagram? Because I want to re- actually read it. Because I obviously can't hear. Yeah, I will. I think it's online magazine. actually. Um, but yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, I was just like, why? I was just so excited running to see this magazine, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my god, realize. why am I in Vogue? This is just actually so heavy and sad, and like weird and I was like should I like I I know I should be so happy and it's beautiful but I'm also just like what the hell this is just so crazy I can just like dissociate and just be like ah this is so cool I'm in Vogue but then also I would never be in Vogue or doing any like heaps of this like lots of opportunities and weird things pop up because my life's just so effed up and Chump's not here and you know Mm. obviously I'd do anything to fuck it all off and have him back but um Yes, so we're making lemonade with the lemons that we've been dealt with and we're we're just trying to enjoy the cute little feature. Speaking of lemonade and the lemons, has Chumpy's lime tree grown any limes yet? Oh, I don't know what's going on there, doll. I mean, I was actually looking at it at the Savo because Tynan popped over. No limes. No so limes. Lauren and I, when when it was Chumpy's birthday last year, Lauren and I bought a lime tree for Elodie, mm. so he could grow us limes to make our margaritas. And he hasn't come, yeah, he yeah. hasn't produced one lime yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't. And we were thinking, do we put some ashes into the soil, and then maybe limes will start to grow? Yeah, we don't know what to do. Yeah, we need it. We need a family discussion about the ashes. Maybe by the time um. We, I come time. back, he'll have produced a lime. Yeah, we'll see how we go with the little limey lime. How how are you actually feeling? Because how many how many weeks are you now? Because obviously this is our last step and this is going to be the last time everyone hears from from you about oh, baby for a, for quite some time. Yes. So when I hop, when everyone hears us, I'll probably just be coming on to tell you like a birth story. So I've got about under a bit under like two months, I think, to go ish. So, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting that. a little bit nesty at home, definitely feeling oh large goodness. and in charge as well. And I'm really starting yes. to feel like I'm going to miss my belly a lot. When, Like I honestly am, I hate being this person that's like, I'm loving this because I know a lot of people don't like being pregnant. But um, I did have a shocker in the first trimester. You guys remember that? I was spewing <laughs> the whole time. But, no, now I'm just really lo- – like I'm actually enjoying being a big rig and having my big belly out. Like I'm, I'm actually – I think I'll seriously miss my belly when I don't have it. I know. I'm actually so excited. that That's the one thing that I'm so excited about with falling pregnant. Like I'm like mm. I, just, I, I just want to have that pregnant body. Yeah. Or like I think it, that pregnant w- woman is so sexy. Yeah, I've definitely always wanted it as well and I'm, I am really loving it and I feel I can't wait for you to have it too, Chloe. Oh, you're going to look so cute. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean oh. I'm sure in two months I'm going to be waddling around going, get it out of me and I'll just be so <laughs> uncomfortable that I probably won't be agreeing with what I'm saying right now. But at the moment I'm like, oh, I think I'll miss this. But, no, oh, it's cool. I got so my little cute. bassinet thingy. My bro set it up. It's so cute. Um, got to get a car seat. Just a few things like that. Got to get a car. Oh, actually, fuck. Nearly, but, um, nearly, nearly time to pop. But I guess the people have come here to hear from Paul, and we've just oh, put you through fifteen out. minutes of our life. <laughs> but um, so I guess we should we should get stuck into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. It was very fun recording it, um, and we both. Learned a lot. We loved it. We actually, it was, it was so funny. <laughs> Darlings, we have Fisher in with us today. Fisher, give us a little Monday mumble on a Wednesday, bro. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the people's earballs. Oh my god! So, for those of you that do not know Fisher, you must have been living under a fucking rock. So. 
Fisher pretty much started off being a bit of a larrikin on the side of the WSL tour, bit of a comedian, being an absolute pest. <laughs> um, then he really he got he got into DJing. He met Chloe. He's been making her go deaf for the last ten years. They've been fighting over the rules of Uno ever since. How do you feel about being here today, Paul? Thanks for having me, darlings. Ah, so good to be on air with you girls. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh my god, this, this is, is going to be a funny one. We've been <laughs> we've been prepping for not. We've been telling Fisher about this for a few weeks, and he's been like, it was so keen at the start, and then the last few weeks, he's been like, oh, I don't know, like if like I might, I might be sick, I don't know. <laughs> he's finally here. <laughs> so here we are. I'm here, ready. <laughs> for you guys that don't know out there, we're pretty much in a sweatshop right now. Yeah. Are it you cooking, bruh? Cooking, chooking in here. Yeah. Chooking. Yeah, it's good that one, isn't it? Lots of people, Fisher, <laughs> want to know, why Why do you choose to be bald when you can actually grow hair on the top of your head? <laughs> Talk to us about the Yeah, see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, listen, they don't look at the back end of it. I've got the big old helipad on the back. <laughs> the, front, the front grows sweet, that's, but I've put so like, much uh, hair dye in it now that it's actually dying at the front. Oh, so really? I had to, yeah, I had to actually shave the that dull. front bit off. That shit back there is shiny too. It doesn't too. exist at the moment. Yeah, Talk to us. Nice we did have one guy write in and say, how does he get it so shiny? That's pretty funny because I actually, I, and I know that they sponsored our episode the other week, but I've been using Bang & Bod for like years and he was trying to get some shaving cream for his head or like whatever, like oil, what you put on after you shave your head. I'm like, you need to try this stuff because it is amazing. It smells so good. Anyway, he's been using Bang & Bod on his head. That's how he gets it so shiny. But you've actually got a really funny story about yeah. Bang & Bod that we were dying laughter last night think remembering. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, basically. So basically I've uh, been using that stuff for ages and I actually really enjoy using that shit. It's good, the old banging body. But the smell is so good. And one day me and Chloe were going for a swim at these uh, like rock pools and all of a sudden like a marching fly started biting me on the head and I was like, fuck, are you kidding? And the thing wouldn't leave me alone and I just put banging body on my head and I think that thing was uh, attracted to attracted the smell. To the smell. There's actually the videos. I just happened to be filming us going swimming. Like I put my camera down to like film us going in the water and there's this full video of Paul like slapping his head because the fly would not for like three minutes stop attacking him until he went under and washed the banging board off his head. So it was a, it was it. aroused by the banging body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't use it. Not around. my banging body. The smell of the banging body. <laughs> but that that is good shit. We'll find that video and get that I do out. love that stuff. That shit's so good. So we know your OCD um, mm. as fuck. What is your pet hate, bro? I don't know where any of these are going, though. <laughs> hey? What is your pet hate? My pet hate being OCD. A few of them. Everything. <laughs> literally everything. You walk shoes into the, in the Fisher house. household and Fisher will literally, like, make you show him the bottom of your shoes before you, like, enter. <laughs> Or take them off. And then he'll like, if you you go to sit on his couch, he'll kind of like inspect you, like just make sure you're real clean and shit. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely no crook feet hanging on my couches, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, The the worst mistake we ever did was we bought a a white couch Mm. and I just see people put their grotty, dirty feet on there. It's been returned. It actually didn't get returned. Elodie got returned to Elodie's house, but it's pretty funny when we got out. When we got the new couch, Elodie actually had to let the people in because we've been away and um, she sends us photos of Rummy just sitting on all the couches <laughs> while we're gone in different positions. I fell asleep on your downstairs couch the other day and I woke up and little Rummy's just tucked on the edge and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the grey couch, not the white couch. So look, yeah, maybe See, the shedding fun. of the fur just does my <laughs> head She doesn't right shed, there. brother. She doesn't shed. You're tripping. Nah. You've let her go on that grey couch. It's the nah, white I one. I love Rumdog. I yes. love Rumdog. She's good. Yeah, she fucking misses you. Anyway, so favourite thing about Chloe? <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> Everything. Oh. Yeah. But if you could pick oh, one thing. Dog. Everything? Everything. Uh, one thing, so yeah, um, probably a smile. Oh. One thing I love her little cheeks. What was that? one thing you love about Elodie? Yeah, what One about good me, thing right? about Elodie. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 Elodie, you've got the you've got a good personality. 
You reckon, bros? I love your personality, bros. Uh, yeah. Full of life, full of beans. Thanks, cuz. Okay, what's the most annoying, what's the most embarrassing Chloe story? Uh, you know, I was thinking about these. There's not too many. Oh my we God, actually discussed bro. this last night. Like, I'm a real goody two shoes. So, and you're you know, really like, good when you're drunk. I don't do you don't... stupid shit. Yeah. No, look, Chloe lights up rooms. Like, when she's on fire, she's on fire and she can't be stopped. It was so funny. The other night when she was dancing, she got up on stage in front of like 11,000 people. And yeah, basically... I, I, stood on, I stood on the stage where the decks are, not just on the stage. I had to stand up there on and top. dance. I don't know what was and going through And she started doing the old booty fucking... I was twerking. Twerking. And Brett caught this moment and she turned around to Brett in front of 11,000. She goes, I'm turning 30! <laughs> and had a full-blown midlife crisis. <laughs> and this video will be on my Instagram oh, 100%. And I oh, absolutely lost it. Brett gets me off stage and the first things he says is, you have to see this fucking video of your wife. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, well. that is a yeah. I'm dying to see this video. Bit of a midlife, that- quarter-life crisis. Yeah, It's I'm the nervous. birthday rinse. Great. Can't wait for that one. Out of all out of all of us, Chloe never gets sloppy. Like she always kind of holds it together. Speaking of sloppy. Oh, no, I don't know. She gets sloppy. Speaking of sloppy, when how did you meet Elodie for the first time, Paul? Yes, <laughs> me and Elodie. We met at the at Newport Arms. Lucky I was wearing was a, a wetsuit gra- that night, cuz. Yeah, you were wearing a no, you're wearing like a catwoman outfit. <laughs> I, I was remember like it. I was like, to wow. Mate, I'm going to have to call you Elodie Butting, eh? She butts in on every question, mate. Are you like, yeah, you answered a question for me, mate. Hey, El- instead of Elodie pulling, it's Elodie Button. She's asking. <laughs> anyway, basically, back to the story. Um, yeah, Elodie had a big one that night, and I, I remember leaving with Chloe out of uh, Newport Arms, and I went, is that your fucking friend on the grass there passed out? <laughs> And she's like, damn straight it is. And so I had to go over and put her over my shoulder. And- wow. <laughs> that was that was just just before Chumpo because we had just got together. Mm. Yeah, you guys had just got together and I was just about to meet Chumpo. So he wasn't there to, sw- to swoop you up out of your vomit. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was pretty funny though, wasn't it? What a time. We want to know, everyone wants to know, was it love at first sight? What was your first impression of Chloe? How did you know she was the one and why? Uh-oh. Tell us, darling. Yeah, it was actually. It was It was a funny story because I wasn't meant to go out this night in Bali and uh, one of our mates, Jesse Pollock, was like, come on, brah, go and have some food. He might have a drink. There's a couple girls meeting us. Let's go and have some fun. So I was like, oh, why not? I'll go for a feed. Anyway, we get to this joint. It's called Alley Cats. It's like the seediest bar in Bali you've ever seen. And I was actually ordering meatballs, which would have been dog's nuts, I swear. <laughs> the little cooter dog just lost his ball bag. But anyway, I started eating. <laughs> I started eating this meal. And all of a sudden, to the left, I just kind of seen Chloe. And uh, as I've looked up at her, she's kind of just looked at me and winked and then like <laughs> nodded. And I was like, who the fuck is that winking at me Hello. and nodding at the same time? And she had this so like him up. <laughs> little boob tube on and her shorts and like this bandana thing around her head. Is that what you'd call I it a bandana? Know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, had big bow and on um, head. I was like, like wow, she's really hot. And anyway, I didn't think anything of it. I kept eating my meatballs. <laughs> and she. She come around the back and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, fuck, not much. What are you up to? And she's like, you're not drinking? And I was like, nah. She's like, well, we're going to change that. A, a quick little vodka double-double and some yeah. extra jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and literally it was two so double-doubles later and she's on my lap and we're passion off in front of everyone <laughs> on the Cuda surfboard. And then basically we just... That was it. We were pretty much... I mean, I chased her around Bali for like a week straight. <laughs> I fell in love with her. He was annoying at the beginning. And yeah. I was staying with Renee and Tash, our friends, and they were just like, fuck, will this guy fuck off? <laughs> like everywhere we'd go, we wouldn't even tell him where we were and where we were eating and stuff. And we'd turn our back and we'd be at this restaurant and Paul's sitting at the other table. It's like. I oh, mean, I wasn't that creepy. Well, Are you, you were. kidding? You just were there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is so uh, turbo. Wow. So many people have written in and been like, is he ever grumpy? 
Like, is that yes. him all yes. the time? He's fucking. I'm here to say he can have his low. He has his highs. <laughs> <and> his <laughs> yes, definitely. Hey, I get grumpy. Yes, well, she pisses me off sometimes. So what goes good. up must come down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. I do get grumpy. People are like, you're always happy. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Not all the time. And they say that to me too. And I'm like, I'm not really just going to post about me when I'm fucking pissed off. Like, Elodie can be pissed off for sure. Mm. It's really hard to be angry. You're Kendall. Nah. Yes. Um, But I mean, most of the time we're way more happier than we are grumpier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's only every now and again. Like this morning actually is pretty funny to think about one. We actually got up at 6 30 and we haven't really been getting up that early. And we're going to do some Barry's boot camp mm. and uh, Chloe gets in the car and I haven't eaten anything. And if I haven't eaten, I get hangry and I'm just like, and then she's always like, so today we need to do this and tomorrow we need to do that. And we have to pack for this thing. And then we've got a meeting over here. And I'm like, would you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> we're not talking business right now. We're going to go train and we're going to keep it mellow. She's like, oh, Chloe yeah, that'd be right. so far ahead about mate, everything. <laughs> like, mate, my brain hasn't even woken up. She's already got like 18 tasks in front of me. I'm like, no. Same. It's not I'm happening. like, Chloe, minute I by minute, I am a one foot at a time person. And Chloe's like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nah. You're lucky you both have got me because you wouldn't be anywhere without me. But Elodie, you're a morning person. You're up at like 3 a.m. and you go to bed at 1. Yeah, but I'm not planning yeah. dinner at 3 a.m. and shit like Chloe is. <laughs> I'm planning, no, really no. planning my morning walk and my coffee and that's it. Yeah, like one of the best things I you you did on this show was when you said about her spreadsheets. Mate, yeah. she, her <laughs> middle name is Spreadsheet. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I can be I Elodie Button and Chloe can be Chloe Spreadsheet Fisher. No, but Elodie Button is just so perfect because it's like pull-in. <laughs> yeah, pull I reckon pull-in works. Elodie pulling in. No, nah, no, nah, you're not getting that. You're not getting in the way with that one. <laughs> Elodie Button. All right. I feel, like one, I feel like one thing, though, with Elodie is she's got like. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> There's one thing that the listeners don't know. You've got Mongo strength. Like I remember you put me in a headlock one Thank night. You. I couldn't get out of it. I she is a strong woman right there, folks. No one realises that I am strong. I don't go to the gym and I'll fuck Everyone up with like a little arm muscle, like she anyone. My can't. My brother's really strong, but like I don't know. I, I think- have never been put in a headlock harder than what Elodie's put me in one. Yeah. When she was drunk one night, she had me when I was dead set, nearly about to pass out. I was like, wow. Don't mess with me, eh? Like I would, I would massage Chumpy, and he'd be like, oh, like it's too hard, and I'd be like, what do you mean? This <laughs> oh is good God. pressure. Go, this is stunning. What you said last night. Yeah. Uh, I don't look strong, but I am. Thank you. I like that. That's a compliment. Um, let, so I want to know about, lots of people want to know about IVF fish from your point of view. Like I know obviously Chloe takes the reins on a lot, but like it must be so mentally draining on you, but you feel like you've got to be the strong one. Can you talk to us about it from a male's perspective? Um, yeah, okay. So, you know, basically since I've met Chloe, she's always wanted kids. Um, and that's like going back to when I met her in Bali and she was talking about them. And so for me back then, I was like, you know, uh, you know, say two years into our relationship, I was like, look, before we have kids, it wasn't even on my radar, to be honest. So I never really thought of having kids. I never kind of, you know, just wanted them at that time. And I said to Chloe, I was like, look, we're going to go around the world first. We're going to enjoy adventures. We're going to go do everything, see everything we can and just have fun and, um, you know, just make memories together basically. And then, you know, throughout that six years, she was always, you know, heckling me. She's like, okay, we've seen it. Let's have babies. Let's have babies. And then finally I was like, okay, let's do this. Because it was, it was funny one night, you know, like I was like talking to my manager, Brett, and I was like, fuck, you know, she's really, really wanting kids. And, you know, what do I do here? And he's like, well, do you want them? And then I don't know, it kind of was like, I had to go and have like a little Fisher moment by myself. He definitely and had a brain fart at one point. He was just like, I don't fucking want kids. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Are we, like, what, what are we doing? And um, basically, you know, I had to go and like kind of think about it. And then I was like, for me, I was already like planning this before I even knew it. Because it was kind of like I was, you know, putting up, uh, you know, photos of my shows and videos of my shows. And all I was thinking is like, imagine one day when I can show my kid all this footage of like his dad going mad and. I just didn't know it at the time, to be honest, you know what I mean? And so, like, 
basically I was already, what's the word, like pre-planning it, but I don't know, it was just weird. Anyway, yeah, I had a moment to myself and I was like, fuck, you know, I am ready for this. So basically when we were trying, I was like, okay, I'm all 100% in. And so we started trying and, and um, you know, obviously it didn't start happening. We tried for like a year, obviously in Bali after the wedding. And um, Chloe got pregnant, as you know, and then it all just kind of unfolded from there. And uh, It's been hard. Like the, the funny thing for me, well, it's not funny. The heavy thing for me, I should say, is, is uh, seeing your wife uh, get, you know, really down and depressed and sad and there's not much you can actually do as a human except be there. And there's not many words that you should say or can say at that time. You know, you just got to kind of be supporting. But for me, like I said, I kind of am now like, you know, before I didn't want want kids. And now I'm just like, fuck, all I want is a kid, you know. Every and day, like at the moment, he, we like see like someone walk down the street with a baby or something. He's just like, fuck, can we just have a kid now? I'm like, dude, yeah. I, we have been trying like for nearly two <laughs> years now. So I'm trying. Now but, yeah. um, but, but, you know, like, I don't know. So that was just a little introduction to tell people out there, you know, basically I wasn't really ready for babies. I didn't know. And then now I'm like, you know, all in and then. This IVF, you know, you, you think, all right, it's going to happen straight off the bat. It's going to be on. Everything's going to be good. And and obviously it hasn't. It hasn't been like that at all. But the one thing for me uh, that I get worried about the most is when I'm sitting there with Chloe and we're in um, uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Orno. You know, she's so excited you know, he, you know, he's like, okay, you got five eggs or whatever we got. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, you know, obviously in a dream situation, those five eggs are going to be A eggs, A grade eggs. Everything's going to be gold and she's going to be pregnant. But it doesn't go like that. So I just tell her, I'm just like, look, don't get your hopes up right now because we've got a long road ahead. And then it, for me, it's like I see her get so sad. And I get angry, like not as in angry towards her. I get angry because it's just like I know how much she wants it, and I know it's how, frustration and as I know well how between much, the two of us. Yeah, but I know how much she wanted, and I know how much she wants a family, and I want a family too. You know, I want to see that, and, I, and obviously, like what I told you before, you know, I want to show my kids the world what we did. Go around, you know. Obviously, by the time he's twenty, I'll be sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely won't be DJing Coachella, but you know what I mean. I could definitely 69. be like going there with him. Well, I won't be that old, but you know what I mean. But like, I just think, yeah, you get the emotions that you go through as a as a as a man is it's pretty gnarly because, like I said, you you just feel. That's man, where I kind of like I had noted down as well because. You know, I know that I go through my ups and downs. I go through like the craziest emotions and I I feel like once I come out of that and I have time to reflect, I feel so bad myself because obviously like even going through miscarriages and stuff like that, like you have suffered like this immense loss as well. Um, and I feel like I don't support you at all and I realise that and it makes me so rattled that like, you do forget as a as a woman, and like, do you feel supported by me? And like, do you of it? Do you speak to your mates about what what we're going through, and you know, or do you keep like, you know, how do you? I don't help really yourself? talk to too many people about it. I don't feel like I need to. I know what we're going through, and I just kind of want to support Chloe. But as for the support, you know, like <clears throat> there is certain people that I do talk to. For instance, my manager Brett, he's he's definitely one of them. Um, I talked to, you know, my brother because he went through this as well with his wife. Um, but they're about it. And then, you know, every now and again, someone will ask me how I'm doing. But I just kind of keep it brief because, to be honest, I don't want to – it's not, like, depressing, but I just don't want to go down that road. I'd rather be positive and just move forward and try to get me and Chloe into the next stage of what we need to do to have a baby, rather you know what I mean? Rather than dwell on but Rather than dwell on things. And I think also – I'd rather my friends be happy around me to keep me happy. That's basically what it is. I think when you try to bring that mm. bad energy around people like, you know, then they, they think, oh, he's, he's sad. Maybe we just need to chill out. No, you want to keep the brain moving, keep busy, go and have fun with your mates. That's what they're there for, you know, that kind of support. And for me, that's all I need, you know. And if I do need to talk to them, my friends know that I'll reach out. Like, 
you, that that's my true friends know exactly how I am with that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and so if I ask them, then they then they know. All right, Fisher's he needs to have a chat. But if I don't ask, they don't. They never. They never um, come at me with it. So it's it's just the support of having them there. And then also Chloe's. Uh, when you asked me about that before, no, you're amazing with it. I mean, I think you know we we cheer each other up and we we move, we move on and we get we get it going. And sometimes I can be a bit like, I guess when it's she does, yeah. Overall, when, it's fucking frustrating. Like we have no answers, and like you just want to have the answers. I want to have the answers. It, it of course, like we will uh, like naturally yeah. butt heads at times because like we're we're pissed off and we're just seeing everyone around us being, it's so easy for most people. And then we're like, well, what are we doing wrong? What's wrong with us? Yeah, we're not, I don't think we're doing anything wrong. I just think it's our journey and what we're, what we're, what we um, are facing. But yeah, basically, you know, I'm just there to love Chloe, support her through this stuff. And that's what we do. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a hard road for us, but other people are on the sa- same journey, and they're in like I, I know people that have had fifteen of these IVFs, and they're still trying, and it's like wow, yeah. and they're trying for like five six years, and I think okay, we're pretty good, like we're yeah. going to be all right, we're going to get through this, and you just yeah. got to look at the positives because I think once you start dwelling and going down the negatives, we'll then forget about it. Mm. You guys are the perfect perfect together because. You're the positive energy that pulls Chloe out and Chloe's the more realistic. Like you're like, you can just be like that lighthearted through everything. And I need that because like yeah. I definitely get in like these ruts and it's like, wow. <laughs> it's also being the girl and it's your body going through everything and Fish is seeing you so upset and he like obviously it, it rather than him getting upset too, it's like this anger thing because he's like, I just want, I don't want you to be sad. Like I want to pull you out of this and it's like this. Two different head spaces, but you need that. You guys are just perfect to, together. I cannot wait to see you both be mum and dad. Yeah, sometimes it's funny though when she's like in those uh, <laughs> in those moods, and I just feel like, listen here, snap the fuck out of it, get up and move on right now. We're going to have some fun, and she's just like, ah, and I'm like, let's go. Zing. So some, some yeah, some, zing zing. Some days it can like be a few days where I'm like very down in the dumps yeah. and it gets and he's like sympathetic and really loving in the first like two days, day three, he's just like get the fuck off the couch and get in the mm. car right now. We're gonna go do something. Yeah, because like, okay. I think you gotta you gotta you just gotta mate, pull her out. This might sound a bit like cliche, but like you only live once and you gotta fucking enjoy every minute of it. And I think yeah. like dwelling on something is not gonna help anything. I think like in our situation I think like more just get up let's enjoy each other's company and the happier you are I feel like it's going to happen for us you know if you're in a good zone your mind's in a good place there's nothing it's going to be my 30th birthday present yeah I've already decided that I've been manifesting it for like ever so that's what it is I don't think there's any (laughs) yeah I'm definitely not jumping on top when she's negative and sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want to vibe it up you got to have Get a off. vibe, mate. She's got to come strutting yeah, her shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I just uh, can't wait to see you guys travelling around the world with little ones. Like, imagine that two alive, you would have this little kid, Chloe breastfeeding. Well, <laughs> like, well, that's like, that's what, like, I was saying before, you know, I, I was already envisioning that mm. ages ago when I didn't even think I wanted kids. And like now there's not a day that goes by where I'm like, I just can't wait to be at an airport with my little man or little girl on the front of my, my chest. And we're just kicking around airports going and I'm playing big shows and they're there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll just hold it when it's being good and then you can hold it when it shits, pisses, needs to eat, <laughs> needs to be fed, like up at night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, she'll be you the know, funniest dad. Oh, I can't wait, mate. My kids are they going to hate me because I'm going to kiss him and annoy him or her so no, much? No, when or? we have children, when the kids are in high school, no one's going to want to come to our house because they're going to be like, oh, that fish, fish um, whatever the kid's name is. Dad, he's a bit of a psycho. We're not allowed to wear shoes. Like he watches us do everything. Like we're not allowed to spill a crumb on the floor. Like that's what it. Like the mum's way cool. Oh, I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend like that. Everyone had to wash their feet before hopping inside and everything. Stop that's it. gonna be Fisher. 
Yeah. Mate, my mum used to make us do that, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's where I get my OCD from. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, wow. I'm not going to be that gnarly. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so cute. And, like, when you teach it how to surf its first little wave. Oh. Well, she's gonna, he's going to be able to teach your bubba how to surf first. Yeah. 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 That's going to be. Uncle Fish. Yeah. Are you excited to be Uncle I- Fish? Yeah. I can't wait for your baby to poo on him. It's funny, though, because, like, <laughs> the one thing about, like, when you have your newborn, I'm just going to be so nervous to – I get so nervous picking up new babies. I feel like they need a couple months before yeah. before I go around them. I'm always, like, far out there. So It was actually funny yesterday when we were talking about when we went for a walk to the beach. I was just like, what are you going to do when the baby, like, we're at a restaurant and, like, it has a blowout and it shits and it goes out of its nappy and it gets on your white shirt? And he's like <laughs> – well, I go, so I'm going to literally have to bring a change of clothes for my baby and a change of clothes for my husband in the pram every time we go out. <laughs> literally, oh. you can have two babies that yes. can't deal with Mate, messes. One of, us, Fish one of is, us has to be clean. Fish is Shut so up. good with kids. Like when little Hazy's over and Pippi and that, like I can just so see you with a little girl. I just see Yeah, girls. I love girls. I reckon they're so cute. Little yeah. girls. Little girls. Oh. Um, Fish, would you ever adopt? A, lot, a bunch of listeners wanted to know, would you ever? Adopt? 100%. We actually speak about that all the time. Yeah. And even like we will obviously want to have our own baby and we will have our own babies. But I think that we will actually um, I, like, you know, I listen, I someone actually did write in a, a few weeks ago saying like, you guys have been saying, talking about the term adoption very loosely and you don't understand how actually hard adoption mm. process is. Um and no one understands that. And, like, they've been through this for years and years and years. And, like, I'm not saying by no means that adoption is, like, a walk in the park. But it is 100% something that Paul and I, we would love to do, adopt a child. 100%. Even to add to a family of our own. You know, we we would like to have our own children, but we'd also like to do that as well. Yeah, that would be epic. Down the track. And you've actually just recently sponsored a little one too, haven't you? Oh. Oh, yeah, she's so cute. She's from South Africa. Next time we go to South Africa, um, we're going to go and visit and bring, oh, like, so cool. some fun, cool clothes. Yeah, and you can go visit them. Colouring books and all that sort of stuff. So we thought that if we can't have our own baby right this second, we should probably sponsor a child. So that's what we did the other day. Oh, I love it. I can't pronounce her name, so don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? It's called, like, Ruffalo, I think. She's so cute. So, about Fisher's, Fisher and music, so mm-hmm. what is the biggest misconception, Fish, about you and also misconceptions about your life making it in the music industry, would you say? Paula, what's, um, what's a misconception again? <laughs> like, I mean, I think people think you're, like, drunk all the time. I am. Or that you're right just now. partying all the time <laughs> and they don't see the work behind it. All the work uh, that yeah, but I couldn't give a fuck what they think, honestly. <laughs> I really don't care what those people think. But, yeah, nah, listen, I I do love a drink. I love to party. Um, don't get me wrong. And whoever doesn't, well, then enjoy your boring life. But I I do, but no, I don't drink at every show. I, I take it very seriously, to be fair, and I, I enjoy my job a lot and – and I think to have longevity in this sport, well, music, you have to um, look after your body and your mind because you've got to be creative, one, and then, you know, you're on the road a lot. I'm, I travel from Thursday to Monday every week and I'm doing sometimes four to five shows in front of a lot of people. So, um, you know, the energy you have to give and, and um, I don't want to go to a show flat and give you know, not a hundred percent. And every show I do, I, I try to give, you know, as much as and I can. And that in itself, whether you're pissed or not, like that, that is, takes, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot so, of energy. Yeah. No. Nah, and then, you know, like I do, I, I work a lot um, in the studio. I'm always in there doing new music and trying to better myself with that. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. I think if you're always hung over or, or, or partying, the creativity is just not there. So you've got to really pick your battles, but look, um, yeah, for people that are asking that question, yes, I party when I want. You know, it's got to be the right party. For instance, mm. if I'm at Coachella, I will play that. Like the last time I played Coachella, 
I didn't have a drink before I played. I, I just wanted to, you know, take that all in because I was playing in front of 75,000 people, you know, in the, you know, five in the afternoon when the sun's going down. It was like yeah. one of those, it's still the most memorable so moment to, to date for me ever. And then, you know, obviously once I got off there, the adrenaline that's going through your body, I've got my team, I've got Chloe, I've got some of my best friends in the world that have flown over to see that. Yeah, I'm going to get pissed <laughs> and I'm going to celebrate that. Because that doesn't happen all the time and like, you know, that's that only comes around, well, fucking sometimes never, you know what I mean, for, for some people. So for me, yeah, I enjoy those moments definitely. But if I'm playing, you know, certain clubs and I'm just with my tour manager or something like that, nah, I'm in and out, play my, play my show and just treat it like a nine-to-five job really. Yeah, yeah. I know definitely people would not ex- – I think a lot of people think you're just drunk at every show but like you've got to back it up every day. Mate, put it this way, I don't need to be pissed to have fun. Yeah, you're a fucking if that, Yeah, I, I, I'm, I enjoy yeah. giving shit, talking shit, yeah. having fun, doing my thing straight. Like, you know, people that know me know that. Could not agree more. Um, mm. Was there ever a point when you were an up-and-coming musician that you were like, fuck, I'm prob- I'm, I, might not gonna, I might not make it, what am I going to do? Like, do I go back to surfing? Like, was there ever that? Point, that pivotal moment where you really had to have this inner like mental chat with yourself uh yeah um <clears throat> a lot of people just think it's been the last three years that you know I've been in this game but I started pretty young actually when I was surfing um and I've been doing this now for 13 years so uh you know those 10 years to get here to where I am now weren't easy you know I was getting paid 50 bucks losing money to get to these places to play um, but enjoying every minute of it. Like some of the best memories I've ever had was when I was so poor, just trying to get to a show and, you know, bumming a lift off some bloke I didn't know and trying to scab some food to eat because I didn't have coin to do it, you know, like, but it was, it was epic and um, I wouldn't change that for the world. But negative thoughts about quitting, never. I've never, ever had that kind of, you know, that I've wanted to quit ever. I've always been like, I'll get there and I've always manifested where I want to be and, and here I am doing what, I'm, what I love and what I've always wanted to do. And it's funny, you know, there's, there was a clip sent to me by um, my, my, one of my best mates, Dean uh, Morrison, who was, who's a surfer. And it's a clip when I'm 17 and I'm in a bus and we're going to, we're in Perth and we're going to surf. And he captures a moment <clears throat> where I'm like, I will be one of the biggest DJs in the world. At 17, you said that. Yeah. I'll be one of the biggest DJs in the world. Mark my words, give me 10 years. And I never even remember this clip. It was just, I was actually just talking shit, to be honest. It wasn't like a cocky thing. I was just having a laugh. Because when you see the clip, it's actually funny. We're all just mucking around, joking and talking shit. But he sent that to me and it kind of gave me goosebumps because I was like, holy shit. For one, how did you fucking find that? And two, it's like, you know, I've been manifesting that that shit for a long time so yeah this is like you know a long time later and um yeah nah look everyone has their ups and downs if they're ever gonna make it or whatnot but i think you just gotta you know fucking push on and keep doing what what you love and and eventually you'll get there literally started from the bottom that's the best story did you know that losing it was going to be so massive no do you remember um, we used to just drive around in the car, like listening and just going, what do we reckon, what do we reckon, what do we reckon? You know, it's funny. <clears throat> that that song, basically, it was made in, in an, you know, basically in an hour and a half. The, you know, the, the, the tune was fucking basically made in an hour and a half. And, like, it was so funny. Uh, I got a call from Coachella, actually, and this was for – a 2 p.m. slot in a free tent. So I didn't get paid for this show. And they rang up and they said, hey, this DJ's pulled out. Do you want the slot? And I was like, fucking 100% I want that slot. So I remember driving out there with Chloe, my manager, everything like that. And I just finished that track. And I remember like putting it on in the car and I said, what do you guys think of this tune? And they were like, holy fuck, let's see what this thing can do, right? So basically I get there at 2 p.m. and my career's, it's, it's getting there in America. It was definitely on the rise. Like I was, that was the first six months of when I really started seeing growth. And uh, 2 p.m., mate, that tent was fucking chock-a-block. There would have been at least what? It was I don't know. Busy. A lot of people. And um, 
I got up and one of my mates, Angelo, was standing behind me and I'll never forget this. It was like probably the fifth song in. I said, hey, get your camera out and grab this moment and um, let's see what this song can do. And basically, I fucking dropped losing it and that tent went fucking bonkers, mate. Like you've <laughs> never seen anything like it. Nice. I remember the fucking ground shook and the fucking tent was up in the air and I just went, get in. And it was funny. It was, it was, it was, um, the whole clip basically, you know, it was the start of the flick of the wrist. It was, it was losing its moment. And I posted this clip and, uh, me and Chloe and that, we just went into Coachella that day after I posted it and we just partied and had a hell time celebrating and whatnot. And when I got home, that clip had gone viral and, um, Brett's phone had gone absolutely bonkers as well with, you know, calls from all over the world saying, hey, what's the fucking deal with this song? Who's this kid? Give, 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 let's go, let's go. And basically the next week Coachella actually gave me a slot on one of the main stages, which was the Yuma tent. And there was people climbing under this tent to get in because to see me. Because you have me. to line up to get yeah. into the Yuma tent and, like, yeah. once it reaches capacity, like, it's, like, one in, one out. And, like, there was text messages coming from the outside in <clears throat> to Brett and that going, dude, the ho- like, the queue to get into the tent was, like, wrapped around the tent basically. Yeah. So basically this tent could fit <clears throat> 6,000 and there was 10,000 people and they almost – had to stop the show the show because they were like bruh if anyone else climbs under this bad boy we are fucked and it was so funny because they had so much air conditioning because it was a closed in tent and i remember mate there was sweat left right center (laughs) but i'll never forget that moment as well because obviously i'd only played losing it once and it was the week before and then obviously i didn't play it the fifth time and i actually waited till the end to drop that and it was just surreal. Like it, it, I've never really actually spoken about this, so there you go. But like, it's it's one of those um, one of those moments that gives me goosebumps right now. It was uh, it was probably the most special day of my life. Yeah. So. Cool. Mm. And then that's it. My <coughs> career started from there, and oh, yeah, here we are, thirteen years later, doing our that's thing. That's cool. And I've never. Me and Chloe are traveling the world, good. living our dream, and you know, the best thing is having her with me to experience that. I mean. Not yeah. many couples get to do that. And I think, um, you know, obviously Chloe has been with me through thick and thin, like when I first started this and I was broke and, you know, I didn't really have much. And now we're just like living the fucking dream. And it's so cool because like you get the love of your life, your best partner, and you get to travel around the world. Party together. Doing what we love and Pissing have a hell time. Pissing each other off. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so true. So. Like you've literally both started from the bottom together. Chloe, can you shed light on that from your perspective? Like you, you, you have, you've had to be a massive support through like Fish's career, like when you guys were living on five cents. Yeah, I mean, now. I feel like <clears throat> I, I think that there's like a lot of misconception as well with that. Like a lot of people ask like, how do you do it? How, like, you know, d- DJ wife, blah, blah, blah. But it's not weird at all for me. Like we just travel around. It's just like normal life. We go on the road. We- it's almost like she's the DJ though. I've got to grab her bags, put the bags in the bag. All right, you're ready to go. Get your shit together. Let's rock and roll. What happened to Chloe's <laughs> DJ career? Do you remember that? Oh, mate. And then like now I've got like a tour manager who comes with me everywhere. And like I rock up to the airport and he's just like, yeah, you carry your bags. I've got Chloe's. I'm like, fucking who's the artist here, mate? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Chloe, you need your own like, personal caddy. Oh, they, my tour manager loves her more than he loves me. It's fucking classic. Baby. But no, Paul, Paul is right though. Like everyone thinks it's this what, like it's obviously incredibly fun. We, we have so much fun on the road, but yeah, you pick your battles. You're not, you're, you're not drinking every day. You're not partying every day. Like we, we also really love experiencing different cities and different oh. cultures and eating the, all the food. And like, that's our favorite part. Like we don't want to wake up hungover. We want to get up. We want to get on the city bikes. We want to ride around. We want to be... Yeah freaky weirdos <laughs> taking photos and riding scooters and just being proper tourists mate one thing this job's <clears throat> given us is the chance to see the world like <clears throat> some of the places we've visited doing this is forget about it like we are the luckiest people ever like we get to i get a i got a residency in ibiza and we get to live on an island that is so magical it's like i just trip out every day i wake up there i'm like are you kidding this is unbelievable. Then I like, I love America. I live in America. 
and we, you know, every state's different here. It's the most amazing things to do. You get to, you meet the most amazing wild people here. It's yeah. They're just the funniest crew ever. They just crack you up every day. And then obviously, you know, you go down to Brazil, you got those places. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a magical thing. But the thing is like what I said, what Chloe just said, I mean, is you don't want to always be, um, hung over to see these places. You want to go and experience them and experience the cultures. Because you don't and usually like have that. that much time. No. So, yeah. Is Ibiza yeah. your favourite place in the world? Look, it's, it's definitely, no, no, it's definitely top three. Look, I reckon it's up there, but Bali's my favourite place in the world. Yeah, I got, Bali's special. Mate, for me, Bali is just like one of the best. Do you want to get your fucking scooter from the airport? Let's rock and roll. So get easy. your bintang. Yeah, you, it, mate, everything's easy. You don't have to you don't have to think in that joint. If travelling out in and out of Bali wasn't so difficult, we would 100% live yeah. there. But it's just so hard to get in and out of. And you but can, I do love, love and Bali. And you can just do everything in Bali. Like you can eat any of the food you want. You can get like all Indonesian stuff, but then they have all the Western shit. You can oh. literally just surf the best yeah. waves. You can have your resort yeah. thing if that's what you want to do. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I think it's it's one. It's still, and you know what? It's like a special place for us, really. Yeah. Like obviously, you've spoken about the wedding and stuff being there, and like having you guys there for that, and then obviously meeting Chloe in Bali. That's a, that's another yeah. special thing. And then ever since we met, we were going back every year to Bali just to do our thing. And I think even before I, the the year I met Chloe, I lived in Bali. Yeah, I was living in Bali. I was there for probably what nearly eight months. I think eight six to eight months and. It was the best times of my life. It was it was amazing, and I just think the people there are epic. Mm. The culture's epic, mm. but don't get me wrong. Like Ibiza in America, I love living here. And Australia and Australia, you can't beat home. Look, I love how much I you could... two just still don't take anything for granted. Like you know, your life is just turbo and amazing, and you've got everything at your fingertips. But you're just so grateful for it all. Oh, I wake yeah. up every day. Th- even when I'm whinging, sometimes I think to myself, <laughs> "What are you? What are you I fucking whinging about?" I think that all the time. About? I'm like thinking, "Is he really yeah. fucking whinging? Come on!" Fucking no, but no. it's it's funny. It's funny what you whinge over, though. Like it could mm. be the smallest shit, and you're just like, "Shut the fuck up!" It's like so some dirt true. on the floorboards. Yeah, pull yourself like, together, no. and you're like, "I'm a fucking loser. Life is actually yeah. pretty good." <laughs> yeah, mate. It's funny, even just, uh, I, I did a back-to-back with one of my best friends. We did a show um, in Denver. It was just, it just recently went and like me and him basically had to walk off from everyone and just have like five minutes just to like fucking seriously just take what just happened, you know. 11,000 yeah. 11, people came to watch us two That's bullfeds go wow. fucking mad on stage and I just think, nah, it's forget about it. It's fucking unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah no, definitely. I appreciate everything and, and I love everything. Take so, those so moments in. Brr. All right, yeah. we are going to wrap up today with some fuck, marry and kill for you, brother. So <laughs> who would you fuck, marry and kill? Chris Hemsworth, Luke Rockhold, Conor McGregor. Oh. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I love Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris is definitely not. I'd have to say Rockhold. No, you've no. got to pick one to no. fuck, one to marry, oh, one to kill. Yeah. I definitely have to fuck Hemsworth. <laughs> if you're yep. listening. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. Imagine slapping that fucking ass. <laughs> Actually, I have slapped it. It's pretty good. That's so good. Hey, look, what are you going to do with uh, I feel like you'd probably have to marry Hemsey because then you can Oh, actually, maybe I'd marry. Yeah, no, nah, well, me and Hemsey hang a lot. So, I'd, yeah, I'd marry Hemsey for sure. So, you'd have to shoot Rockhold. Yeah. I'd shoot Rockhold. Or, or fuck Rockhold. <laughs> nah, I'd, 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 def- he, nah, I'd definitely shoot that fucker. <laughs> and then uh, I'd <laughs> fuck McGregor, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. McGregor, marry Chris, shoot Luke Rockhold. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> This has been fun. Oh, my God. That <laughs> is was, that the end? That was the end, brother. Fuck You made hell. it. Okay, that was hilarious. So what a perfect way to start off our guests with Mr. Paul Fisher. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And um, just overall, that whole first season, I can't believe we've, we've just done 12 episodes. Um, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening and all the amazing positive feedback. Um I am just blown away that people are saying we're actually helping them and brightening their days. So I am just super honoured and so 
so stoked we've been able to do that. That that was definitely our goal going into this. So I feel like we've definitely ticked some boxes there. But definitely keep like the love coming. Like we said, we have our Facebook community, which we'll be active on um, for the few weeks that we're going to have off. So you can find that through our link in our bio. Um, and yeah, we we just obviously love love hearing from you guys. So share away if you have anything to say. Um, your best bet is actually heading over to our Facebook community because we're pretty active on that. And like the community and the girls and everyone that's involved there really likes mm. um, responding and helping each other. And like a lot of us are very much on the same journey. So it's good to be able to um, speak to other women and not feel alone. So exactly. head over there. We've had people talking about their like their IVF journeys on the Darling Shine Facebook community. So for this few weeks while we're away, that's probably a really good place for everyone to go and find some um, common other people going through the same journeys so and like openly chatting about it. So that might be a nice place to find some love while we're away. And also, if you're not already, our Instagram is at darlingshine.podcast. We would love you guys to go over and follow us there and you'll be able to stay updated with what we're getting up to in the next few weeks. Yay. Thank you Thanks again, so everyone. much, guys. We will see you soon. Bye. Love you all. Mwah. Bye.